we can control how we respond to stress, which I think is really important because it means we don't have to be victims to our own emotions and thoughts. You're listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Each episode, your host, author, and lawyer coach, Steve Fretzen, will take a deeper dive, helping you grow your law practice in less time with greater results. Now, here's your host, Steve Fretzen. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Be That Lawyer. I am Steve Fretzen, your host. I hope uh, you're having a lovely day today, a wonderful day. You know, what I wanted to share with you right off the bat is just how much I appreciate you as an audience. And, and I'm watching the numbers go up. We're, we're coming up on 300 shows, which is super exciting. And I just think it's important that if you're getting value out of the show, you could tell others about it. If you could give us a good rating, I selfishly, yes, I want to grow the show, but also I know that there are attorneys like you, like you out there that are hungry to grow and learn and, and take in the kind of information that we're providing twice a week. So please uh, don't keep it a secret. Uh, there's other people, other friends that I know that would get value. So please uh, share the Be That Lawyer podcast with others. Without boring you with that, uh, Melissa, I just bore your mind out with uh, talking about talking about asking for help with uh, promoting the show. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad I'm boring you. No, uh, Melissa, welcome to the show. Um, I uh, I want to get into you and, and what you're up to and all that. I want to share, as I tend to do at the beginning of of the show, your quote. And the quote I thought was really interesting. Uh, and it's going to lead into our topic today. It's, we worry too much. We don't allow our bodies to heal and we don't allow our minds and hearts to heal. And that was by who? Uh, that was actually a Buddhist monk who passed recently, Thich Nhat Tan, And um, he's, got very, uh, he's got a lot of quotes that really are appropriate for everyday life. And one of them isn't suck my tongue. You know about that? The Dalai Lama? I think he does say so. <laughs> I think he's just a little weird. Uh, I don't think it's creepy. I think it's just weird. Maybe a little creepy. So tell me about, talk, talk to us about that because I think it's so true. And my wife is like, uh, comes from a long lineage of worriers and I'm constantly like pulling her off the ceiling. But talk to that quote and why you, why you feel, why was that kind of the quote of the show for, for you? Yeah. And I think this really plays into our daily lives of how we can replay situations over and over. And if you've ever really looked into how the brain works, every time we replay a situation, our body actually has the same response that it did at the same time. So if we get cut off while driving, for example, then we're thinking about it again and again, and we're reliving that experience. And so I just really like that quote because it reminds me to stay in the moment and to really just be present. And I'm curious, do you, are you of the mindset, and I, and I am, and I can give you personal experiences of this, that the mind and the body are connected where when people are having stress and people are having anxiety, that, that it actually can, can, you can become not injured, but like you can hurt, like you can have sciatica, you can have a, your back problems. Do you believe like that's a thing, like st- stress causing actual like physical pain and problems? hundred percent. And it's not even a mindset. It's scientifically proven now that mind and our emotions can affect our physical body. And yeah. stress for sure is dominant in that. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the mind-body prescription? Do you know that book? 
I don't know that book. No. So it was, I heard about it years ago and I was in a plane crash and I, I had, I was seeing chiropractors three days a week and had all kinds of back problems in my twenties. Okay. And I read that book and I'm not saying it solved all my problems, but it, it definitely helped me realize the connection between where my brain is and, and my body. So like, for example, why is it one day my lower back hurts and then the next day that's gone, but then my neck hurts. Then why is it the next day I've got sciatic like it's not, that's not an injury. That's not like something I would go to the doctor. He might see an injury there, like that my spine isn't aligned right, but that could just be, you know, that could just be age or whatever. But I, I felt that I could heal it with my mind. And I, I've done it many times uh, through exercises that I do, but I, I just feel strongly like we're not realizing how connected the mind and the body are. Yeah. And the whole uh, scientific community around neuroscience now is starting to realize that and how the brain and the mind really can impact the physical body. I mean, when you think about it, we have the autonomic nervous system, which is broken into sympathetic and parasympathetic, and they both have a very powerful role. But when one is in balance, it can override the other. And if we are too stressed or we're more in that fight or flight, which is what the sympathetic system is, then there are going to be reactions in the body and it's there to protect us. I mean, if think about it years ago, we're actually the descendants of the people who were afraid because if you walk up to the tiger chasing you, then you're not going to survive. So we're actually programmed to run away and to have that response in the body. But I think in today's environment, we just take it too far and it manifests in physical symptoms like heart palpitations and anxiety and panic attacks that the list goes on. And it's interesting, our anxiety today, when you compare it to a tiger or a bear, are seemingly so insignificant, but to us, they're not. To us, they're the most important, biggest things in the world. And in reality, are they? Well, you know, the body doesn't know the difference between whether you are being chased by that tiger or whether you have a deadline that a client is putting on you, the way the body reacts is the same physiological response as if you were trying to run away. So you would have the increased heartbeat, which you need to run away. You would have a raise in temperature, your digestion would slow down. And I think the challenge comes when that is not brought back into balance and our body stays in that state of chronic stress. And I think a lot, certainly a lot of people in the legal industry experience that on a daily basis. And not having the tools and techniques to bring it back into balance is, is where a lot of the challenges come in. Well, everybody, if we haven't captured your attention, then uh, you're probably sleeping right now. <laughs> Melissa, thank you so much. Melissa Griffiths is the CEO of Ascension, and I'm just so happy that you're on the show. I thought we had just the most amazing conversation, um, I don't know if it was a week or two ago, about our talk today and just getting to know each other. And I'd love for you, if you would, to just share a little bit of your background and expertise in the area of, of stress and the mind-body connection. And obviously, I love that Be That Laurie tipping point as well. So let's, let's take a step back, and then we're going to jump back into where we, where we just were. Yeah, sure. So I guess any story, there's always an incident that happens. Uh, for me, I had an accident similar to yourself, but mine was very benign in, in that I got hit in the head by a five-year-old kid, mm. which in itself doesn't seem like an accident, but for two years, it knocked me completely sideways. I had the worst concussion. I couldn't get out of bed, migraines, nausea. Um, I couldn't see properly for two years and I had to go on disability leave at work. 
as you can imagine, that came with a lot of emotions, depression and stress being one of them. I forced myself to go back to work and it was a horrible situation. I was working in the legal industry at the time. And through that whole process, I realized I didn't want to be in that state. I had two young kids. I, I missed two years of their plays and sporting activities. I needed to do something about it. So I started to study what I could do to help my physical symptoms as well as my mental symptoms. And I found a couple of different techniques which really did turn my life around. I liked them so much that I wanted to take it further. So in the evenings and weekends, I started to just dig into podcasts and read everything I could about the brain, about neuroscience, about depression and anxiety, which were real for me. Um, and then over time, I started to improve and I realized I wanted to help others. So I started to do things on the side in the evenings and weekends just to help people. And then I became certified as a heart math practitioner, became certified in emotional resolution, um, also in body talk. And I'm actually in the process of becoming certified as a clinical anxiety practitioner, all because I love it. And I've seen the positive impact it can have on people. And I just, if everybody had access to these techniques, I think the world would be a much happier place. Yeah. And stress is something that we all suffer from. And I think at different levels and lawyers, to your point earlier, I think are at the tip of the spear as it relates to, you know, stressful jobs. I mean, maybe it's like heart surgeons, then like, you know, litigator, <laughs> and then, you know, transactional lawyer in that order. Um, but why, why do you feel like, or have experience of why lawyers are so prone to stress? What, what do you think's going on there? Well, I think the profession in itself attracts highly cognitive functioning people. There's a lot of cerebralness that comes with that. And with it comes a lot of stress. I mean, just think about the environment. We've got demanding clients. We've got deadlines, billable hours. All that in itself can bring a lot of stress. And lawyers are lifetime learners. But they want to keep growing and expanding. And of course, with that come comes a lot more pressure on themselves. Um, so I think the environment, plus it's an environment in which failure is not really an option, um, or at least not what most people strive for. So I think the, the profession itself hasn't done itself any favors when it comes to being able to manage stress. And how do you define stress? What do you, with all your knowledge and expertise in this, what's, what's the definition that, that you go by? Well, if you think about it, stress in itself is a concept borrowed from engineering, which is the amount of resistance that a material can have before it breaks or collapses, which is the same for people. And so I define stress as a, any change in the environment that requires your body to react or adjust. And I think it's important to note that not all stress is bad. We do actually need a certain amount of stress in our lives. The challenge comes when we're not able to balance that or it becomes too much. And a lot of lawyers in particular can become numb to stress. It becomes so normal that they don't realize the stress that's being placed on their body until it manifests into a physical symptom. Yeah. Okay, let's take a quick break to talk about how Moneypenny is changing the game for lawyers who are losing business every day and may not even realize it. It's impossible to provide amazing client service when you have phone trees, voicemail jail, or untrained staff handling your phones. 
every inbound call could be a new client to intake properly or an opportunity lost. With MoneyPenny, it's all but insured. The call will be handled exactly the way you want it every time. To take immediate action on this, write down this email and start your free trial. It's svj at moneypenny.com and just mention my name in the subject line. Legalese Marketing is not your traditional marketing vendor. Instead, we're a true fractional CMO that helps you save time and spend your money the right way to build the practice of your dreams. We help through the entire process, from customizing your intake system to driving leads and even getting more reviews afterwards. Schedule your free call at LegalEaseMarketing.com. I see that all the time and I I watch the, the attorneys I work with, you know, here they're trying to bill hours and, and manage people and all this stuff. And then I'm saying, oh, by the way, you know, we also have to do business development. We have to go out and do client development, which, you know, many of them, you know, it, it just adds stress to, you know, fuel to the fire. So, well, yeah. And if you think about it, when people chose to become lawyers, they loved it because they wanted the practice of law. They didn't expect everything that goes with that, managing a practice or managing the client piece or managing people, all of which is not necessarily billable hours and yet is part of the role. So there is a huge amount of stress that comes along with it. Yeah. And one thing that, that we talked about in our initial conversation that I wanted to ask you about is, uh, is, is something you call uh, heart math. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious about what heart math is and how that specifically to, uh, relates to dealing with unwanted emotions. Yeah. So heart math is actually a nonprofit based out of San Francisco. They've been around for about 30 years. Their mission is to help people reduce and better manage stress and anxiety. It's a very scientific organization. They've done a ton of research and they really operate on two main premises. The first is that we can control how we respond to stress, which I think is really important because it means we don't have to be victims to our own emotions and thoughts. And then their second premise is that it's best to handle stress in the moment that it comes up. A lot of people tend to focus on this, what I call a binge and purge approach where they're stressed all day and then they do an hour's yoga at night and think it's fixed. But really what we need to do is manage stress as it happens and be more in that mindful state, which we hear a lot about and yet is really proven to reduce stress and really help the body from a physical perspective. So HeartMath came up with this concept of what is known as heart coherence. And this is when the heart and the brain are in a rhythm together. And all the body systems are in a rhythm. And when we're in that place, we're a lot more calm. We can uh, function better. We can think more clearly. You can even measure how coherent your heart and brain are from different devices that are on the market these days. Okay. So when it comes to unwanted emotions, this is what they're doing is giving people techniques and and ways of sort of removing or eliminating those emotions or just dealing with them? Dealing with them and helping the body to change the the state of coherence, which in itself will affect the physical body. And in fact, if you're game, I'm happy to share a a small technique, um, which anybody can do at any time. I like to do this throughout the day. So yeah, I would love that. Okay, so this is known as the quick coherence technique from HeartMath. And really the power of this comes from replacing depleted or negative emotions with renewing positive ones. So you can do it with your eyes open or closed, obviously, if you're driving. 
don't close your eyes. So the first step is focus your attention in the area of your heart and imagine that your breath is flowing in and out of your heart or chest area, breathing a little slower and deeper and find an easy rhythm that's comfortable. And as you continue with this heart-focused breathing, make a sincere attempt to experience a regenerative feeling, such as appreciation or care for someone or something in your life. It can be a pet, place, an accomplishment. And as you focus on that, just feel the calm and ease. Wow, that's really and that, nice. That's all it is. It takes yeah. 15 seconds, 20 seconds, but it can make a massive difference. And even when you see the research behind such a simple technique, how it can bring all the systems back in and really help produce that sympathetic nervous system, bring back the parasympathetic, which by the way, is also known as the anti-aging, which I'm sure we would all appreciate. Um, so it's just a simple technique like that can make a massive difference through the day. Yeah, I can see how if, if, if somebody can just take a few moments or minutes in between you know, the, when the moment comes where they're getting stressed and they, they realize that and recognize it, to take the time to go through that exercise and then come back to whatever you're dealing with, that you would come back and in a much better, more effective way than mm -hmm. just kind of, you know, just like biting down, you know, grinning and bearing and going through it um, without taking that pause. Well, and I encourage my clients to do this in meetings, especially when it's maybe not going the way that you want it to go. Just take a moment to breathe into your heart area and experience a positive emotion. And it changes the whole situation. It certainly changes your reaction because it's not worth getting sick over, um, which is how I like to describe it. If we want to take it a step further, if you're in a, like a prospect meeting with a really big client and you're getting stressed out because they're not going to buy from you, you could say to the prospect, hey, why don't we do this breathing exercise together? And see, totally. see how that goes over. I, I start every quiet engagement <laughs> doing that technique. Okay. When you're both coherent, then you come at it from a much happier place. Oh, yeah, they make right. all right. Lost the plot, but I guess I I guess if they're up for it, you know, go for it. But um, you know, I have a question for you that we didn't discuss, and I, I'm just curious about it. And I go through this because uh, I just know that it works for me, and I'm going to be you know oh, kind of opening up about something personal about myself. But um, I'm curious your take on crying. I know that there are a lot of people that don't cry, like unless something you know they they. T stub their toe or, or someone, you know, dies that they're very close to. I can like, if something happened to my animal or something, but crying is something that is a, is a form of release. And do you, what's, what's your thoughts and knowledge about crying and how that impacts stress? I completely agree with you in the time and in the moment. Absolutely. I think it's important to cry. I mean, certainly men um, don't cry as, as much as women that's been proven. Um, I think if you find yourself crying frequently over a situation, then you may want to address how you are viewing that situation if it's something that's happened in the past. Um, and that can be addressed by emotions and certainly heart math techniques or emotional resolution techniques can help why you would continue to cry. But when something comes up in the moment, 100%, it's a great release. And that's why kids cry that we, we've all seen how kids immediately react and for them that just changes their system and it brings them back into a more parasympathetic state. So yeah, big, big proponent of it as long as it's not 
ongoing over the same issue. All right. So here's here's the personal share. So I realized long ago that the ability to let out emotion and the ability to cry actually has a release for me that directly impacts the pain that I'm feeling because I believe the pain is not real in the sense that it's not an injury. The pain is there because that's what my body is doing to to help me avoid what what what's going on in my brain. So mm. my body, my mind would rather give me physical pain to deal with than the emotional pain that I'm engaging and incurred. So give you an example. I was playing tennis last week. I started feeling some sciatica shooting down my leg right through my left left cheek, if you will. And I told my wife, I go, at some point, I need some time alone because I got I to gotta work this out. She knows what I'm talking about. So I'll watch, you know, the end of Feel the Dreams or I'll end or I'll watch the end of like It's a Wonderful Life. Like I know where all the movie scenes are that are highly emotional with the right music and the right tone. And I let it out. And my wife will say to me, you know, the next day, how's your sciatica? I go, what sciatica? Like it's gone. <laughs> like it never existed. And that just is so, to me, so powerful that. It just backs up and supports that that what is going on with me is really much more mental than physical. Yeah, and I really do believe the body communicates with us. I mean, it's our vessel in how we communicate. So if you're feeling a pain, there is usually an emotional piece attached to it, unless you've just had an accident, obviously. Um, but I would look at what's causing that and is there a pattern and what's going on in your life when something flares up. Yeah. And usually it's my teenager. That's where I start to feel my lower back go out and my teenager's <laughs> driving us nuts. Yeah, uh, I can't help you with your teenager. You're not going to help me with that. All right. No one is. No one can. But it's, it's, it definitely works itself out, usually. So, mm -hmm. then what, so then you've shared one technique that people can use when they're feeling stressed or overwhelmed. Is there, a, is there another one that you'd be open and comfortable sharing? Yeah. I mean, I think the... The typical ones you've probably heard of, but I want to re-emphasize them because they're important. Exercise really is a great way to release stress. And in fact, Duke University conducted a study where they put people into different groups of people who were medicated with Zoloft, people who exercised, and then a combo of both. And at the end of the 16-week study, they found that the exercise was as effective as medication and actually more effective over long term. So I definitely am a big proponent of exercise, even 30 minutes a day. Uh, sleep. I'm sure you've heard of that yeah, one too. For, I've heard of sleep, yes. Yeah. And again, I mean, studies in people who've had sleep deprivation show just a, a massive reduced function in cognitive decline, as well as like how the body actually reacts to that. Um, and then mindfulness, which for me really is being fully aware and being in the moment is that just drive technique that I mentioned to you when you get cut off. Um, and again, research has shown that having regular mindfulness practice really does improve the mood. It strengthens the immune system. So being focused and being aware, and I think lawyers really need to bring this in and reduce any stigma around things like mindfulness. My, my vision is actually to have as much focus placed on mental health as there is in how to be a good manager. Because I think being able to recognize stress and anxiety in, in our people as well as ourselves would make a massive difference to productivity, to, to health um, within the US and all over the world. Yeah. And uh, the one that I, that I would like 
to add and then have you speak to it also is eating, eating properly. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a, you know, when you're stressed out and you're rushed on time, it's, it's fast food, it's candy, it's jamming things into your body and then drinking, right? Eating and then drinking at night. And, you know, that's, you know, where I think there's, there's also a, a sort of a thing of, and we're all kind of doing this in our own way, but we're all kind of self-medicating, you know, alcohol and, and, uh, and, and now legalized marijuana and, and, and prescription drugs and all that. So, but, but I'd love to hear your take on, on the eating and the drinking side of it as well. Well, yeah. I mean, if you think about the chemicals that are produced in the body when we eat certain foods and how that relates to stress, and certainly when we're under stress, we do crave more of those cortisol-inducing foods, which would be your fast foods as well as alcohol. And, and look, I mean, lawyers are three times more likely for depression as any, uh, any other profession, which in itself tells you that there's a huge amount of stress there. Um, so definitely focusing on diet and what we use to, to numb those feelings, if you like, it is key. But if you exercise and you get good sleep, then you are less prone to those cravings and being able to put some boundaries around your waking hours as well as what goes into your body and when um, is powerful. And definitely I would recommend speaking with a nutritionist if, if you're not getting the the energy levels that you feel like you should have given what you're eating. And the best visual is the, you know, the airplane where the oxygen mask comes down and they say, put it over your face first before you help somebody else. Mm-hmm. And I think what what we're doing is we're helping everybody else all day and we're not really taking care of ourselves. And that leads to not being able to really help our clients the way that we could, not really being present, you know, falling, you know, being sleepy or falling asleep at different times of the day when you need, you know, really, really focused energy. Yeah. On, well, and the matters. profession doesn't doesn't really help with that. I mean, late nights do tend to go with it. And we- weekends, which nobody enjoys, but sometimes we, we just kind of have to do it. So trying to be mindful of, of how we look after ourselves is just as important because we're no good to anybody if we're in that place where we can't get out of bed. Yeah, right on. And what are you doing, kind of wrapping things up a little bit, Melissa, what are you doing to help lawyers? Like what's your jam as it relates to, all right, so I'm a lawyer, I'm stressed out, I'm managing a team and I'm like not sleeping. I'm thinking I've got, you know, pain in my back. What am I, when I, when I email you and call you, what, what, what's going to happen then? Yeah, well, my goal is to give everybody the tools and techniques they need to better manage stress. That's that's the underpinning goal. So we usually start with a survey, which is developed by the HeartMath Institute, extremely scientific. So we can just look at the different markers, like where is your stress and what's causing it. And then I work with them usually over about eight weeks to provide those tools and techniques so that they can better manage it in the moment. And my ultimate goal is actually to work myself out of a job so that people have everything they need. And then to also to be able to teach others, I think, as a, one of the roles of managers should be to look after the mental health of our people. And so giving people tools and techniques to do that is key. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you so much. And let's wrap things up with the game changing book. And you gave me the go giver. And, and as much as I love, you know, Bob Berg and the go giver, I said, look, we've had that on the show and I want something unique and and something relevant to what you're doing every day. And you gave me the biology of belief. And right away, I was like, awesome. Let me hear about it. I don't know that book, but I want to hear about it. Yeah, this book is awesome. It's by a guy called Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a biologist 
And what he discovered was that cells can be anything, if you like. So one of his famous experiments was he took one cell and he divided it 50,000 times and put it into three different dishes. And then by putting in different external environments, he could actually change how those cells um, grew. So some grew as tendon, some grew as fat, even though it was the exact same cell. And his conclusion was how our environment can actually affect the cells in our body. So as we look at that from a stress perspective, what is going on in your environment that is impacting your, your body on a cellular level? Um, it's a fascinating book because he really has taken the concept of um, nature versus nurture uh, and how we, c we are responsible for our own actions and responsible for our own health. Yeah. Wow, that's super interesting. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. And uh, just again, in wrapping up, have to thank our wonderful sponsors, uh, Money Penny, Practice Panther, and Legalese. You heard about them earlier in the show. Uh, they are fantastic and appreciate them. And I appreciate you, Melissa, for spending some time and sharing your wisdom. I think the things that you're talking about and that you're doing are so valuable to the legal community. And I just, I just appreciate you. And I hope that people you know, not only, you know, really thought about what, you know, they heard today, but also that they reach out to you to learn more about how they can reduce their stress because it's, it is really debilitating in their ability to be a great lawyer and to, to add value for their clients. Yeah, absolutely. It is an endemic. So my goal is to give people the tools to fix it. Yeah, fantastic. And thank you everybody for spending some time with Melissa and I today. You know, this show, you know, just is just continually working, you know, as an effort to try to help provide value for you in your day-to-day -day and make sure that you're living the best possible life that, you're, that you can live. And I think if you're dealing with stress right now, uh, that's going gonna to impact you. It's going to impact the way you do your job. It's going to impact the way you feel and how, you know, how, how just efficient you can be. So listen, man, it's all about being that lawyer, someone who's confident, organized, and, is, and a skilled rainmaker. Thanks, everybody, for spending time with us. Take care. Be, be well. Be safe. We'll talk again soon. Thanks for listening to Be That Lawyer, life-changing strategies and resources for growing a successful law practice. Visit Steve's website, fretson.com, for additional information and to stay up to date on the latest legal business development and marketing trends. For more information and important links about today's episode, check out today's show notes.